0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of Offline with me, Chuck. That's right, I am hijacking the show because they won't let me be a radio bro.
1: Psych, we are still the radio bros. Yes, we but are. But we just thought we'd bring in Chuck. <laughs> and we're hey, happy Chuck. to have this ServiceNow tech titan with us Maybe he mm. will be a radio bro at the end of this show I'm
0: a step man. bro He's a step <laughs> bro <laughs> Adopted bro I don't know, whatever however you want to call it
2: Un- Unofficial at this moment, I think We'll, we'll work up to that Well, thanks very much for joining us today, Chuck It's it's a huge honour um, My pleasure, are, thanks for having me Oh, no worries, man You are pretty much um, Mr. ServiceNow himself A hey, uh, ServiceNow so. tech titan <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, two times author, uh, comedian, winner wasn't it a comedy award you won? Did uh, I win a comedy award? You did allegedly. That's you joke won. In <laughs> itself. I don't know what happened
3: there. Well, you go to know <laughs> when you
2: receive award. <laughs> he was holding it in the run of the videos, unless it was a unless it was a, a rude
0: joke or some some nature. I, I, certainly... I never held up a comedy award. What was that? What? No. <laughs> oh what well, was, then this is podcasting for days. guys. It's not a pot. It's not a comedy thing. I'll drag it out. Oh, I think I know what you might be talking about. Is from 2011. We got a Parsec Award for comedy parody podcast. There
2: you go. Ah. I knew there was an award. it was not years you. ago.
0: I don't remember stuff like that. <laughs> you never know if I've something. done my research. You see, that's that's the thing. I've done my research. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I'd. It's that, is that criteria to be a
1: radio bro now.
2: You're you're, you're switching from,
0: like, clay tablets written in cuneiform at this point.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't know anything about that. I don't know. As we have said, it's a pleasure to have uh, Chuck over here. Uh, He is no stranger to podcasting. He has his own podcast. Chuck, what's the name of your podcast that you have?
0: I have several podcasts. I do have (laughs) a few names. The longest-running one is called Technorama. We've That's been doing fun. that since May of 2005. buddy of mine, Craig Stepp, and I have been producing that uh, almost weekly. You know, holiday and family intervenes. Nice. And uh, we're still going. I think we're doing episode 676 mm. tomorrow night. Great. Congratulations uh, on that. So it's been a while. We started another one in 2017. Craig and me and another friend of ours, who we've been talking about this mm-hmm. idea for several years, who said, why don't we just do this, called The Topic is Trek and you can guess, oh, it's all about Star Wars. No, I'm just kidding.
3: Of course <laughs> <kidding. laughs> <laughs>
0: <Stop. laughs> it, was, it was perfect timing,
2: too, because it was... We had a manager that had no... That, do you remember, remember we had the manager that had those sorts
0: of jokes in his pocket? And needless to say... <laughs> that's right. Needless to say. <laughs> so we started that right before um, Star Trek Discovery launched, and mm. it has been a nonstop, a tidal wave of Star Trek content. So we're very fortunate to be able to do that. And so then the are third, you an Uber-Tracky fan? Um... It kind of depends. I mean, there's this sliding scale. If you went from one to ten, I'd mm. say I'm probably about an eight, eight and a right. half. Do you, you do know, the I'm, cosplay? The cosplay? The absolutely. The I've got like five or six costumes now. Right. <laughs> <Our> uniforms. <laughs> uniforms. Sorry. Uniforms. Costumes.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we were on a Star Trek cruise in March, and one of the crewmen. Oh wow! Uh, you know, dressed up with the epaulets and whatnot. I don't know if he was the second mate or whatever. He he walked by me. He said, "Nice costume." And I said, "You too." Meow. the third one i do is uh for work it's a service now developer podcast called breakpoint which is a technical term for when you're coding and you want to stop and inspect things double entendre there because you want to take a break (laughs) and it's into our podcast from yeah so a lot of fun there uh we, we cover Obviously, the technical stuff, some product news. Uh, We meet with the product managers. Mm -hmm. We have discussions about career and soft skills and Mm -hmm. get the inside stories from some of our MVPs. The next one coming out is on June 29th with Jace Benson. Who oh wow! Produces a service now newscast now, and uh, we talk about side projects and how valuable those are to your career. So we we kind of go mm. all over the place. Whatever well. I feel is interesting to a developer, because I am a developer, mm-hmm. just, it's an easy angle. Go with what you know. <laughs>
2: Excellent, and of course, all the plethora of um, content that you've done over the years through your sort of online, going through the uh, the sort of um, knowledge ask calls, and the, and some of the the community stuff as well that you you do your live community broadcasts where you go mm-hmm. through users' questions and break them down and think, hey, how would I approach this, mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. I mean, there's there's some really good stuff. I and mean, trust me, I, I was I was watching a video of yours a couple of days ago about. Um, Uh, script actions in flows and um you you had to sneeze or rather you didn't have the sneeze and and (laughs) it was just sort of (laughs) it was just sort of it's live damn it it. (laughs) i hate it when these happen now my nose is itching. <laughs> it's
3: just, it's, it's
0: just, oh, like it is! I, exactly. I
3: have
1: hosted a few episodes with a bunged up nose. You could probably tell if you listen yeah, to a few he's, he's, he has this,
2: episodes. Um, summer, summer thing that he has. I, I have on. hay fever that impacts me Big the whole time. year
1: round, oh, and sometimes go my, really you go.
0: My sympathies, my friend. That's yep. why I moved to Arizona. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. hotter, so Kina much drier.
0: Yeah. Nothing lives out here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no gen can survive over there. <laughs> but as as Dana said, we are very happy to have you here. And I think the reason why we really wanted to pick your brains, mm. well, you're already putting us in the shade with your podcast experience. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. ServiceNow is our thing. We are all three of us. Our ServiceNow.
0: it's it's a big community, and and that's the cool thing about podcasting, too. It's a big community, people are willing Mm. to help and share and you know Mm. give advice and be on other people's shows. Same kind of thing with ServiceNow developers, Mm, it's a big community, very passionate, very sharing, and open and honest. They're they're very closely related. So, when I got to Finally, do a ServiceNow podcast. This is this is like the sweet spot of peanut butter and chocolate—the <laughs> PB and J of, of the
1: US world. <laughs> right. So, well, tell us then how how was it that you got into ServiceNow from
0: the beginning? Uh, Google search. Really? <laughs> yes. Tell us more Seriously? about what well, you were. A I customer. was a customer, and uh, I had I had been working for this company in one capacity or another: software developer, IT project manager, da 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 da. And in two thousand four, two thousand three, they outsourced their corporate help desk, hmm. and that wasn't going so well. Hmm. So they said we'd like to repatriate this, and at the time, I was an IT manager for. An engineering arm of this electronics company they did electronics manufacture they, they do i shouldn't say did they're still mm. around mm. electronics manufacturing and design and test and all this other stuff so that engineering services and i was the it manager for that group for the mm. engineers small percentage of the overall community anyway they said who would like to be the new help desk manager and i raised my hand and people looked at me like i had what the hell? My hair was, <laughs> uh, it, it had just fallen out or something. My pants were down or something.
3: Like, what is wrong with you?
0: Who wants to be a help desk manager? And I said, I do. The bar is so low on this. <laughs> There's no
2: expectations. <laughs> I don't have to prove
0: anything. Yeah. Very much. Right. right. If it was a limbo contest, I'd be in trouble. But this is, <laughs> so we had five different internal ticketing systems, none of which talked to each other, you know, mostly mm. through mergers and acquisitions and yes. uh, I said well I better get started so I did a google search for help desk <laughs> software and I came up with the usual suspects but I also came mm-hmm. up with servicenow.com it was still service service now service-now.com service-now I remember and that it, it, I have a shirt that has the orange check mark and everything the, um, so I I I put together this internal committee from around the organization this wasn't going to be an IT only decision and uh, we met a few times and we did evaluations and watched some demos yep. and ServiceNow came out the winner, which is good. Cause that wow. was my, yeah. I was, I was voting for that horse to win <laughs> <laughs> and it did. Uh, we spent about a month and a half doing implementation. It wasn't long. I mean, I went mm. to uh sysadmin training in like late November and our go live was mid January. I was not even around. I was on vacation. I had a, family vacation planned like a year in did, advance before, before I was this. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? The go live was completely smooth and seamless and I had a wonderful team at the help desk with a second in command who could field things. We found a few interesting bits like um mm. you know they prefer to uh, do an entire request approval instead of each request item when you have multiple sure. requests. So I don't know yeah. how deep your listeners want to go into service now and technical like that. But you know there were a few things we adjusted, and I'd done that for about a year and didn't get to go to Knowledge 9, but I did get to go to Knowledge 10 as a customer because nice. uh, I had entered a new contest called the Innovation of the Year Award. And they said, we've got a new competition. We want to see how customers have extended and, and, and done innovation on the platform. Mm. So I submitted two entries, one for uh, a automated customer account creation, because mm-hmm. we were we were like emailing FTP passwords and whatnot back oh, and wow. forth. No, 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 no. no.
1: <laughs> emailing it's, passwords. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, plain, not good practice.
3: Plain, I say, yeah. plain text, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, you know, it was terrible. And you know, the customer manager is involved, and they're it's like, "No, this has to be no, no, and no." <laughs> so I, I created an automated process around that, but I also created one to keep track of our loaner assets, specifically laptops. Mm-hmm. We were literally okay. using paper. Wow. Someone would say, "Hey, can I borrow a laptop for a week?" And you know, sign it and, out. Enzo would write down, "You know, <laughs> what it was.
2: I, I I hereby declare that I have possession of this <laughs> asset <Right>. for the <laughs> And year." Chase hmm. it
0: down and go, "Hey, Laura, why haven't you brought back that laptop yet?" Oh, I because gone, I've I'm, left. I'm maternity <laughs> leave. Yeah, Something like that. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah.
2: By the way, I left the company three weeks ago. What? <laughs> How did so that go? N-
1: knowing that paper was an old thing to manage companies, <laughs> we would have expected people would have. Uh, you know, made sure their companies would use more technology and you find paper is still being used.
0: <laughs> Ironically, I have a ServiceNow loaner Laptop right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. It's <laughs> got the UPS label on it. I just got to get it to the UPS store <laughs> for like six months, I swear. So anyway, I uh, you know, went to Knowledge and won first place. And they said, nice. you get three passes to Knowledge 11. I went, great, that's wow. terrific. Came back about a week later, and my company that I'd been with for 22 years said, here's the door. Thank you for your service. Oh, no. And, you know, I, so I, it could have been political, could have been financial, could have been whatever. I don't sure. care. Mm-hmm. D- if you ever get in that situation, ditch the baggage. Don't weigh yeah. yourself down mentally. Don't get yeah. upset. Stay positive, and you'll have a better chance of getting Very your next good job. Advice. So within about three weeks, I was hired by ServiceNow because I had this mm-hmm. award signed by Fred Luddy in my hand. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, Can I trade this for a job? It
1: was, <laughs> All right.
0: So th- now we're talking about you joining the mothership. <laughs> okay, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's how I got there. I had already established relationships yes. while I was at Knowledge10. While I was mm-hmm. even on the phone with some of the support people, I just start making small talk and get to know mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It's It's those little things that when I got to Knowledge, I went... Hey, it's Nick Roberts. We've talked on the oh, phone. Wow. Or, hey, it's Doug Schultz. Oh, wow. we've, yeah. we've interacted. Uh, some names. Some names. Yeah, closer. some, some names. That, right. And many of these people are still there. Not many of them, but many of them. Sure, sure. So yeah. uh, I was employee 199. Oh, wow. your employee day. number. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's on <laughs> like your time. It's on. You go into work day. It's right there. And I think it's on my paychecks. I don't remember. But yes. And now there's over 18,000 people. So it's it's ridiculous. I've only been there mm. just past my twelve year anniversary. Mm. I don't feel that old because I was at my last company for twenty two. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's just a smithering, a smithering of offerings from yourself. If if you had run into somebody from say Google that mm. was. You know, one of the oldest 50 employees left, you go, mm. oh, you're, a, you're a dinosaur.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: what do you know, man? This the world has changed since you were employed. It's like, <laughs> and, it, and it has, but there's still that, yeah.
0: that kernel, that culture of, you know, let's help the customers. Let's help each yes. other. Uh, yes. You know, we are a growing company. Yeah, Let's, we we were taught that.
2: We were always taught that when we were in support. It's like help the customer. Try and find out what they're doing. Try and yeah. find out what their problems are, and, and just literally just get on there and try and figure it out. I mean, and and you know, when when we had our chats, it's like we would escalate to who we could. I mean, the the company was small. Yeah. It was like we we just phone up some developer and go, "Hey, how does this work?" You know, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure. Let me just get on a screen share with you and show you the code." And you're like, "That's freaking awesome, man!" And I remember when <laughs> yeah. when, when you teams. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. exactly exactly what was <laughs> encaster shall we say but um but no when 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 you know people like uh, jay came into to richmond i think you were there when we were in richmond it's like hey we got this really bad problem with this customer man we've been working on it for three weeks why don't you just have a look at this like and am just gonna go
0: yes bug here it's like cool man. still get a taste of that with uh you know, with some of the product management team. And, yes, you, you know, they mm. don't show me the code, but they can give me those tips and tricks and go, why are you doing this the hard way? Don't you know we have things like Decision Builder now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, there of you go. Let's, let's do a podcast about it. Let's- You're on my next
0: creator toolbox. Thanks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Is that, is that where your ideas are spawned from? Is, is that a good source where people say, hey, do you know about this? And you go, that's a damn good idea. Let, let's put it out there
0: on 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 a... On a-. My content radar is... Always on. And it's an extreme, extreme mode right now because I'm going through all of what we call the TOIs, the transfer of information from the product teams to our support people. Yes. Because they got to know, you know, every property, every table name, every... How this impacts upgrades? Is it domain separated? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. For every feature, even if sure. it's stuff behind the scenes that the customers never see, like oh, no, we exactly. this change to our load balancers. I do. Yeah. So I'm looking for content mainly for our upcoming episode of Tech Now. Mm-hmm. so that's that's my big one of my two big events every year because there's two of them there's one for san diego that was in february and there's one sure. coming in august for tokyo for tokyo release then, yeah. you know while i'm reading this and, and digesting it saying would this make a good podcast would this make a good live stream would this make a you know, how how can we deliver this or is it just you know, a quick blog entry that goes, hey, don't forget, if you set this property, you get this new thing on your screen. Mm-hmm.
2: There's, there's, just So it's, it's where does this fit? You're talking about San Diego. I know what you're
1: talking about right there. I know, because I did it. <laughs> I it did makes it. me think of uh, this customer I'm currently working with. I can't give names, of course. No. And they are, we have a fresh installation of the San Diego release of ServiceNow. Vanilla. And yes. we have this new UI, codename Polaris, and the first thing I was asked is, how do you disable it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that's the property. That's exactly what we're talking about. Well, it's the, property. <laughs> the property will
0: do that system-wide, but you can set a user preference. Using the everybody. URI as well. So it depends if you want to opt in or opt out. If you want to yes. opt in, set the property... Mm. To false, or true. Set the property to true. You set the system user preference to false, yes. and then each mm. individual would get their own user preference to turn yes. it on when you're ready. So you could do it by group, or you could do so. It, it, <laughs> <lots> <laughs> we of, are we are going down the rabbit hole here, people. We <laughs> uh, are definitely yes, <laughs> we are. <laughs>
2: yeah, the, the the switch turned on, and I saw Chuck's brain yeah. going into service well, now mode, and and. Should
1: we get some more fun? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is work, man. We do this all day. Fuck that. Well, this is helping me tangent to the next uh, question, actually. I was actually going to ask about what you're currently doing for ServiceNow because a lot of people will see you as an evangelist. Yeah, Yeah. That's how I would perceive you because you create the amount of content you're churning out for mm. service now, and you're uh, you're clearly on the radar. Look, looking for potential questions, listening out to them because I Constantly, sometimes see yeah. community questions sure. coming up, and I, I w- I'm pretty sure I think within a month's time we're going to see an episode with Chuck from <laughs> about
3: it. <laughs> so,
1: how is it? How did you manage to grow into that role to be that sort mm. of evangelical person in the world of service now? And how do you see yourself now,
0: even? Well, if I go back into the way back machine to like when I was about 10 years old, there's always been this theme of learn and share. Through It's just been part of my DNA. I don't know where it came from, yeah. uh, but it's been there through growing up. It's been there through adulthood. Mm. Whatever it is, I try to build a community around what I learn. Mm. And, and you know, yes. whether that works or not is a different answer. But it, when I started at ServiceNow... Uh, shortly afterwards, I, I started to, like many developers, you take those little notes and you squirrel them away in yeah. Google Docs or Word or Evernote or whatever, and you say, Sure, you know, here's a handy little script I might ever use again. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Here's, here's a property or a table name that I need to keep an eye on. It might be handy. Mm. Well, I started turning those into blog entries. And the mm, blog mm. entries led to videos, which became tech now. And that that sort of built on itself. It was like, hey, this is getting more popular. So I was doing that before I officially had the role. Then it was like 2017, I think it was, I was at sales kickoff and one of the marketing guys sits, he's sitting next to him on the bus. And I said, hi, I'm Chuck. He said, I'm Howard. (laughs) And Howard offers me a position. He said, you ever think about coming over to marketing? I said, you know, as a technical (laughs) person, person, that's, that was not my first career choice. And I, I told him, I said, Howard, I don't have a marketing bone in my body. He says, you do. You just don't know it. And I'm not looking for somebody with marketing skills. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for somebody with technical depth mm-hmm. that can speak to that. And that's kind of mm-hmm. how I got some of my other, uh, you know, doing podcasting as a hobby. Sure. Refine yes. some of those speaking skills. Refine So I could do presentations. So I could you know, explain abstract concepts in a way people could understand so it's it's been there it just needed some refinement and he uh, like officially put this package around what i do and Mm. said i need somebody to generate that content and uh started out in wearing two hats which was very very difficult for a couple of years uh it was making demos for trade shows for analysts okay or product mm. releases so and 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 the developer side of things getting the videos out and it was just too much especially when it came mm. to what was it knowledge 18 my head almost exploded i said this isn't working so we worked on bifurcating that into the the what they call the technical product marketing manager role we got somebody mm. to do the demos for the analyst, because those analyst things would pop up with like two weeks' notice. we need to, an hour-long demo showing how to build an application, and make sure oh, yeah, you great, yeah. like, yeah, sure, no problem, and come up with a story <laughs> that you haven't used before.
1: <laughs> I think one of the main
0: issues we have with the idea of demos, many
1: people kind of perceive it's something that's easy to do, but when it comes mm, to demos, well, you have to think of a story, the script, yes. try and try again. It's very I, I can imagine this can be overbearing for yourself. Uh, you know, can you give us some sort of um, examples where you felt a demo may not have worked? You know, you probably felt, all right, I need to turn it on his
0: head and try to do this another way. Um, I've had a number of those where, and, and the best way to deliver a demo is to practice. Yes. Practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. Especially with a new release, there may be some landmines you need to steer clear of in right. your storyline. <laughs> uh, yes. Don't click that. It, it, won't it
3: explodes. Yes. Do not <laughs> touch the red button. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Sometimes I'm working with pre release to do a demo. It's even more fun. Oh, okay. Yes. Now, now I just feel like QA at this point. Like, hey, because <laughs> hey, we for chuck, we gotta fix it. It's as simple you as that. Tried building a report yet. <laughs> it was a demo, and that was a troubleshooting
2: session. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like oh, the developers are sitting there going, hey, look what he's clicked. We didn't okay. think about that.
0: <laughs> we didn't think about it. I don't know there were any demos that really just kind of blew up. There were a few that, hey, this was working when I practiced yesterday. Why well, isn't <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> going to happen regardless? It could be you know, I'm using a nightly build of the software and they change something without telling me. Of course, they don't have to tell me anything. <laughs> it was, it, it, there, were, there were a few instances like that, but I nothing comes to mind like where I was on stage sweating bullets.
1: <laughs> That's all right. Then. That's, yeah,
0: absolutely. I think we're, I think we're in the same. Well, can you think
1: now. of the most uh, successful, your favorite demo that you've ever delivered? Is
0: there like the best kind of memory you have? Not, not necessarily to a demo, but I will say I had an absolute wonderful time at okay. knowledge 22 i uh, mm. finally achieved one of my long career goals of being an yes. mc for a keynote <laughs> okay we were, so yeah. we were in new york this is this has sort of been building up i i started the idea actually probably 2012 2013 oh wow uh, mm. and we had mcs for our keynotes back then but then we stopped for a while i said hey mm. and and the the marketing team and the brand team said you know it's it's not about a person it's about a product you know we want to show what our how we can be of service i said but there needs to be a narrative in there there needs to be somebody to yes. connect this speaker to that speaker, rather than the yeah. voice of god ladies and gentlemen please <laughs> welcome <laughs> the officer pat casey You know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nice and all but it's just not mm. personal so sure. I, I had asked my boss in 2020, I said, not asked, I said, I would like to be an MC on the keynote stage. He said, well, let's start with CreatorCon because we kind of mm-hmm. own that space. That's the developer event at Knowledge. Sure. In 2020, <laughs> obviously COVID <laughs> intervened and we, we yep. couldn't do this on stage. Right. So I said, we're going to do a digital conference. You could be the host of the digital stuff. I said, great, I can do that. So we warmed up the webcam and practiced lines and got the script. And I introduced, had a, had a fireside chat with Pat Casey, whatever it was. And it went well, we did that a couple of more times. And, uh, you know, I was always involved with the writing of those scripts and how the storyline mm-hmm. goes and what the demos should look like. Uh, so when 2022 looked like it was finally going to be in person, I said, all right, we've had the practice The The team knows what I can deliver. And, and they said, yeah, let's get you up on stage. So I, I came out and just turned up the energy as high as I could. If you've ever seen Bill McDermott present, Mm. he's a pretty high energy guy. He is. He's He's our chief innovation officer was sitting in the front row. When I delivered that he (laughs) tweeted, nobody has more energy on on a service now stage than Chuck. And I went, (laughs) I think, really? just, I think he just <laughs> insulted his boss. <laughs> 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 that was high praise, but I hope Bill doesn't say <laughs> We're not
2: worthy. We're not worthy.
0: It was a lot of fun. You know, we 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 had Pat Casey, our CTO. We had sure. Marcus Torres doing a lot of the product stuff and leading other people through that. We had one of our developer MVPs. We got some good feedback from that as well. Uh you know, it, it even started with the opening. My opening line was And I stole this from a guy named, a scientist named Stephen Grenade, who who was on our last Star Trek cruise. He said, hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. And I said, I (laughs) so want to steal that. And that was my opening line. And I got a lot of comments and praise about that. People came up afterwards going, thank you. That was a really nice intro. Okay, I'm going to use it going forward. But bringing non-executives, non-VPs onto the stage, we had an MVP. uh maria gabriella ochoa perez wachter that's five names by the way but we just yeah. call her Gabby. and uh, <laughs> on, on, on the slack channel she's mgopw the uh <laughs> I she, her, I she <laughs> we had we had you know sort of a little uh, uh discussion about her career almost like a breakpoint episode right how did you get started her she had a great story we got a lot of laughs and uh, so that was a lot of fun it 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 Really brought to light what happens before the conference to prepare for one of those things. Being on stage, delivering it, staying on script. I have a hard time staying on script, by the way. <laughs> really hard time. We
1: know someone else in this show who does not like script. There's no script. I have no <laughs> right. script.
0: But when you have to stay on time on the clock, yes. every yeah. bullet item is precious. Oh, and uh, it, it, it went off really well. It was so successful. Originally, it was only supposed to be delivered once in New York. Uh, right. We got back. We had a week between The Hague slash New York and mm. Sydney slash Las Vegas. They said, Hey, mm. that went really well. Let's do it again. Now, if it was the same players, that wouldn't have been a problem. But it wasn't because Marcus and Chris were going to Vegas, Chuck's going to Sydney how do you divvy that up anyway we're getting we're getting really really down <laughs> deep in the weeds on on that but it, it was a really good time mm-hmm. the um the, while we were on stage actually while we were practicing we kind of came up with this gag uh marcus could not remember the features in the new form designer that came mm-hmm. out in san diego he said you can get things like dependent choice lists uh you can get default values you can get um uh what's another one chuck and i'm sitting like you in the front row during practice (laughs) reference (laughs) qualifier i couldn't remember it later chris haas is getting up and he's doing a demo of this and he's clicking through and i said chris do the same thing I'm going to be back behind the curtain and I'm just going to yell out reference qualifiers. <laughs> <Comedy> <laughs> moments. Like, nobody can remember it, but it's one of my favorite features about Form Builder. And people <laughs> remember that. My, my son-in-law was in the audience and he even gave me a nod on our Phoenix developer meetup this past week. He said... Did you yell out reference qualifiers? <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know me <laughs> <you> too well.
0: <laughs> I didn't have my microphone on or anything. It was it was it was well received. Oh, yeah, people people absolutely that absolutely
1: brilliant. No, it's good to have these nice memories,
0: make you feel confident. Um, it, and it, it's another level of skill that I you know I didn't have before, experience that I hadn't had sure? before. So the next time yeah. this comes around. You know, we can do it a little better, a little faster. Know where the gags work. Know where to you know, stay on point. That it, it, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I'm I'm having a good time with it.
1: Well, you you seem to be uh, doing it quite naturally as well. So <laughs> it's coming up quite well when you do it.
0: Occupational but, hazard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, on on the topic of these uh, good memories and all that, um, I think Dan had one particular question earlier on i don't think we got i think to we we're it. going to talk about some
2: funny stories i i, I heard yes. some some rumors uh, back back in the early days of of, of of shall we say network managers having having grill outside um the san diego office the the what we used to call the um, the upside down ufo the the one that's oh, actually the spaceship.
0: Wooden spaceship
2: yes and the cool. wooden spaceship that used to leak and mm-hmm. <laughs> now the here's this is an interesting one so allegedly what i've heard is that the um the old-time um, incident, the rain is leaking on the server, is actually true for that office. What do you know about this? Or do I, you know nothing? <laughs> I know nothing. I've, I've heard that same rumor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So it's, it's just, I, it's just a, it's an urban myth of service now. Then. <laughs> it, it it's what it been.
0: is. I was so, only oh, in that office two or three times. One when I was hired for some onboarding training. I had sure. like two weeks. And then I came back a few months later. The building was much more populated because the company was growing fast. Like, so, hey, the whole first yeah, floor is filled up now. Uh, I, I was in there in, in late 2008 for my sysadmin training. So it was, it was an interesting to watch that building go from almost nothing to overflowing yeah. very, very quickly. And uh, one thing that was neat is right across this alleyway was a little bar, a little pub. Oh yeah. Originally called the Surf and Saddle. Or was it saddle yeah. and surf? Surf and saddle, he goes with. Later, later it became McCaffrey's. And about four, four thirty p.m., all of a sudden there's nobody in the, office, in the office. Yep. Yep, <laughs> so yep. I'm I'm this guy with a Midwest work ethic. So I get up at six and I work till about eight p.m. Mm. You know, just that's that's kind of who I am. <laughs> well, you know, when when people in California start coming into work about nine a.m. and disappear at <laughs> four, like I could work the- here. <laughs> They've gone for a pint. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went across the alleyway to the to the pub, and <laughs> <Of course. laughs> so I, I followed over over a few times, and it was very. Very surreal at first, because one minute you're talking to someone from the support desk, Mm -hmm. the next you're talking with the VP of sales, the next Mm. you're talking with a product manager, you know, just this wonderful way to build a network. Interact, yeah, 100%. It 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 reminds me, uh, when I joined
1: ServiceNow, and I think this was in 2010, sometime afterwards, we're talking about, earlier we mentioned this, the Eureka release. Um, ServiceNow moved to La Jolla, and um, I remember the Eureka bar. So when the release came oh, along, the, yeah, yeah. The oh, just then, yeah. <laughs> I saw the Eureka <laughs> part again. Were, it was seemed to be quite a popular place to go to for drinks and food. <laughs> I was so I was
0: moved. Uh, the the, the employees all had a shirt that said Eureka on it, and I uh yep, I, I wanted to, to buy one of the young ladies' shirts, but she wouldn't take off her shirt. I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> let's
2: let's quickly move on to other parts, items of clothing here
0: yeah. right, uh, uh, <laughs> no the risk level is really low because you don't ever listen risk to this level oh wow <laughs> burn man Whoa. mama mia that hurts
2: <laughs> brilliant brilliant <laughs> Ooh, okay. On items, on items of clothing. Let, let's let's talk about the most significant item of clothing, shall we? Shall we? Shall we get down that road? Go on. Oh let's, my let's do, it. let's do it. It's not wearing uh, it today. How did the bow
0: tie evolve? How? Oh, oh! I thought you wanted to know things I've received from ServiceNow. No,
2: oh, no, 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 no. We no, don't want to know about the, the underwear. And the... <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Yeah, what, I was thinking about how many how many different ways could I dress and and put on <laughs> as many <new> ServiceNow <laughs> articles as I have. Underwear was not in there. Socks are. I even so, have a yes. service now bathroom. It, I don't even remember receiving that. We <laughs> You've seen the, the ServiceNow service now shoes, so you could you could
2: be a bit yes. like I don't want to sort of infringe copyright here, but Joey Tribbiani, where you wear absolutely everything and you and you do lunges in the middle of the of the service now office, and it's like I'm wearing everything I've received.
0: <laughs> so you, you wanted to know more about the bow tie? Yeah, bow I do. Tie. Let's
2: let's let's specifically go down the because general bow tie Because guy. that is actually there is a there is a customized service now bow tie, right? There is. There I,
0: when they rebranded so did I I went and got a new new bow tie so it started I think it was Knowledge 13 we were given a dress code for the first time. Black shirts, black pants, black socks, black shoes. Mm. I said, we're either going to look like, like <laughs> Johnny,
3: <laughs> Johnny Cash convention Johnny or Cash <laughs> I
0: said, this is, I said, I need something to break this up. And originally I was thinking, what about a kilt? And then the spore <laughs> the could be that you know power icon. That was my first idea. <laughs> I said, I don't have the legs for a kilt. <laughs> and it could go wrong in so many ways. Oh, yeah. So about... 3 a.m. on a cold February morning, I woke up in the middle of the night in, in, in Wisconsin, and I went, I've got it, a bow tie. Easy mm. to carry, easy to wear, mm. e- and I'm thinking I've got about two months to figure out how to make one. <laughs> <But it's laughs> nice. Everything's available on the internet, right? It so is I, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I found a lady who sewed them, and she, but she said you have to send me the fabric. Now I have to find a place that makes fabric. Okay, I oh, found no. a place called Spoonflower that makes fabric. <laughs> you have to upload a design. <laughs> now I have to figure out how to upload the design. I got my buddy Craig, who's a little better at Photoshop than I am. Uh-huh. Is, he's a lot, which means I don't know anything and he can make I it know, his
2: Ridley's own. I know Scott and he does start the thing. This, this is like a, you know, a
0: bloody RPG fantasy adventure game. You can't tell the, story, the, thing you you must, the thing. You
2: must now go and get the
0: golden chalice <laughs> of fabric. It feels <laughs> like you're playing a game of Monkey Island. Huh? If you upload your JPEG, you will get the Ring of Gondor. You know, whatever. <laughs> just, exactly, so, yeah. We went through all these gyrations and i got my my first bow tie and i went well first of all the power icon is so small you can't even see it so the design Mm. wasn't right Uh, and the fabric i chose was meant to be you know kind of a satiny fabric easy wasn't was it i can see where this is going it it was (laughs) but it was pink it wasn't red oh okay i said this won't work and the, the the lady who sews the bow ties in in the state of maine felt guilty she said I'll do the next one's pro bono. I said, well, I've got to go to Singapore, and we've got about two weeks to turn this around. So wow. we ordered some more fabric. There was not that that texture. It was more of a cloth, <laughs> cotton kind of thing. <laughs> they were more like tomato soup red. It was closer, <laughs> but it, I wanted fire engine red. You know? I wanted, oh, okay, okay. You all right, did
3: it. it's, okay. PD, right? So I put them in.
0: I went with what I had. Wore those for a couple of years. Knowledge 13, Knowledge 14. So it was, it was kind of a sign of protest to wear this, but it became <laughs> a thing in itself. And then it's, in 2018, we rebranded, and they said, you can't wear your red bow tie, because we're, now we're no. green, dark green, light blue, green, yeah. purple.
2: Cerulean blue, wasn't it? Yeah, Cerulean. I was, blue. <laughs> I was at,
0: uh, we were in Vegas, and I ran out to find a bow tie. Oh, wow. Of any color okay. that was on that palette. And I came up with a lavender one <laughs> that was <laughs> terribly expensive, because you're in Vegas. you know did what i had to do for a few days and then uh before we got to 19 one of our wonderful customers here in vegas uh, excuse me in phoenix um said i really miss your branded bow tie and he Hmm. sent me three custom bow ties with you know the the emoji it said now light green Hmm. dark green it was wonderful i was like wow well our brand team who used to be under different leadership Started, they saying, you can't wear that on camera when you're doing your digital. <laughs> and went, Why not? It's on brand. You mm. can't, it's, it's not approved by our brand department. Oh, wow. And I said, listen, people are going to ask when I get there, where's your bow tie? Yes, they and are. And I have two answers for that. One is, thank you. This is a gift from a customer. Very thoughtful. The other is, the brand team won't let me. Which one sounds like the better <laughs> customer story to tell? And, and, you know, they eventually acquiesced. And, in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's now approved by brand. Well, in 2022, early 22, we changed the whole color scheme. And I went, mm-hmm. I need all yes, new shirts, yes. all new ties. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this has got expensive. But, you know, all those colorful shirts and ties from the old brand. They go to church on Sunday. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> There's always a liturgical color in there somewhere. Like, so literally. you still have a use for them?
3: <laughs> oh yes, yes. They're not. They
0: haven't gone to the the, the hand hand-me-down bin, or uh, I don't know if you have like St. Vincent de Paul or Goodwill there. Yeah, but, we have the same thing here. The yeah. Charity shops or the Oxfam yeah. is oh. the
1: common one. <laughs> Goodwill, they call
0: it. Goodwill, oh, yes, that's another Thank, one. Yeah. In fact, I get some of my clothes from Goodwill. Fair <laughs> <So, laughs> play. Hey, say what you will, I got a Joseph A. Banks suit, a blazer. I think it was part of a suit. Maybe the pants ripped or something for <laughs> like. Fifteen dollars. Really? It's wow. wonderful. And awesome. it's sharp. It, yeah, that's normally like a two hundred dollar blazer. Yes,
3: exactly. <laughs>
0: <So> don't knock <laughs> it you try it in my I, wife I, is-
3: I
2: I'm absolutely not. I have bought some Ralph Lauren shirts from there. Personally, yeah, so well, we it. are
1: I, I'm known to like to visit thrift shops every now and then as well. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hawaiian shirts? Oh no, Pizza
0: let's cake. not go there i
1: I've started to put some colour on nowadays
0: Before I used to no, just that's wear true. blank clothes I'm so. an old man who lives in Phoenix I can wear Hawaiian shirts and funny hats all no I one want no one bats an
2: eyelid, right? And no one <laughs>
0: no, Go I'm ahead and puke you. in the shirt, it won't show
1: um... <laughs> <laughs> Too far, too far <laughs> did, did we cover the bow tie well enough? <laughs> what, did, didn't you You also had some other colour bow ties I think there was um, A yellow or an orange one you had was there? Uh,
0: yeah, I have I have orange because the old palette had orange mm. in it, and the old tea had the orange in it, lavender. So you know there were there were different colors available to me. Now my yeah. my selection is a bit more restricted to that you know kind of dark teal, mm. bright green, and white. I can mix those up. I had a different (laughs) combination every day at Knowledge this year. It worked out really well. In fact, it's odd because, well, the first thing I saw when I saw that green is, this won't work on a green screen. You just (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's going to be
2: be a floating head. I had
0: had a green bow tie on for a video I was recording on. Oh, so you're garroted then. He (laughs)
3: writes through my neck. He's got a see-through (laughs) neck, but you can see through (laughs) through his
1: throat. (laughs) But don't you start, I think you. I feel like you are almost like a walking marketing department for service now if they have full control over your
3: Yes
0: and no. Uh, yes, <laughs> cool. I want to support the brand. When I'm loyal to mm. something, I'm very yeah, cool. fiercely loyal. And when I'm not, you'll hear about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we- <laughs> okay, don't get me started.
1: I'm, I'm not gonna ask any more questions no, about funny was <laughs> in New
0: York. In New York, you're doing the keynote, you have to take your lanyard off, your badge. Yes. And I put it in my back pocket and I forgot to put it on the rest of the day. <gasps> Nobody questioned me. I walked around that whole conference day two with no head. Really? <laughs> you, <know, laughs> you may go, okay, it's Chuck. Everybody recognizes it. There are, there are paid security people there. You know, oh, with wow. black suits and black ties and headphones and everything. You know, they look like the Secret Service. And they're really strict. They didn't say anything. No, wow! No. Wow! <laughs> like, what did I just get away with? This is, this is crazy. <laughs> How long did it take you to realize that you still had it in your back the pocket? whole day? I was, I was, you know, discombobulated. Go back to the, go back to the, yeah, I was yeah, back the hotel, room. you know, yeah, taking things off and go. Oh, oh shit <laughs> my back pocket. Know, it's not like work where you have to use it to get in a door yeah anything. sure 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 oh, wow. like, i got my lunch i got you know going in and out of the expo hall multiple times nobody said anything it was funny <laughs> i gotta the fast one on that one didn't work so well in in uh sydney though they they were a little more strict oh yeah uh, they... it's quite it's quite interesting
1: how you were talking about how you, you know you got love for ServiceNow, like we do mm. you know uh, I, you know we've been in ServiceNow ecosystem for a very long time as well and talking of this you know being on point with your commitment mm. if i can put it in those words towards mm-hmm. working in the service now world you know you're doing mm. the videos you're doing the podcasts you're going to these events doing demos and things mm. it's like signing um,
2: laptops I know. <laughs> I saw the photos. Hey, I'm signing laptops here.
3: <laughs> it
1: just makes me think with the amount of work you're taking on uh in terms of uh what you're doing for all these various activities and your side gigs you know, where do you find the time and energy to continue with uh all these various projects and topics you're doing around service now? Time travel. It's easy, you just go back. <laughs> We live the same day, three times. Should I put it down that you're an assistant of
0: Doctor Who? <laughs> Cloning. There's actually yeah, four yeah. of me. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's
1: the prestige. He's got a, he's got a twin.
2: From his, well, I the can definitely
0: machine.
1: feel your energy, but it just makes me think. 100%. Um,
0: That's think, a big part of it. Actually, when you're, when you're motivated and your are enthusiastic about doing something getting out yes. of bed is not a problem in the no, morning true. that is true when when I hear stories uh, I just got one this past week about a gentleman who 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 said you know service now changed my life largely in part to Chuck's videos oh wow wow. wow. That's deep stuff, you know. That's 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 a reason to get out of bed in the morning when you're making Absolutely. people's lives better, changing their careers, and taking them on a new trajectory. That's a motivator right there. That's that's probably the number one in terms of being productive. My yes. my kids are grown. I and. I don't have to worry about getting them to school or band practice mm. or whatever. So, that okay. aspect of it is taken care of. My wife pretty much runs the household, mm. planning for vacations and making sure the bills are paid. So, I can focus on nice. the money maker. Uh, I've, I've got, got a long way well, to go to get it, there then. It, well, you, you got to get well into your 50s. My, my so. kids are very young still. <laughs> Not yeah.
2: far off, mate. So give me a couple more years. I'll be Not there. Ten more years.
0: <laughs> there. There are days where I wish I could go back and revisit my kids when they were five and six years old. That, mm, there's for those sure. are precious moments. Take lots of pictures. Take lots of videos. Those yes. days never come again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, and and every parent looks back and goes, gee, I wish I had done this a little bit better and <laughs> spent more time with them." Damn it! I knew I should have put,
2: hit the marmalade, man. Just, when, just, whenever I've had a,
0: <laughs> headaches with the children, Dan's typical
1: idea was tape them to the wall, then you can focus yep. on your work.
2: Get <laughs> G- tape and
1: rum.
0: I have no, a sorry, separate bubble annex. wrap. Get the tape <laughs> and rum. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
3: A <laughs> run about of the room. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Um, it's a parenting podcast. <laughs> this is a parent. uh,
3: I could
1: just say this right now do not tape your children, you'll get you in trouble. <laughs> to the um, world or <laughs> any other object. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah. Staying on the productive sense, you know, um, I, I have to. I think the question I should be asking really is mm. when are you most productive in a day?
0: Mornings. Morning, you find mornings the best time to yeah. do it. Morning mornings uh, because not not a lot of other people are productive in the mornings. <laughs> I can capitalize on all <laughs> <Yeah>. of your, <laughs> on your, all your time. So it's right. the I became a, a practitioner of David Allen's Getting Things Done about mm. twenty years ago. Right. So I know how to do a weekly review. I know how to prioritize. I know how to take notes so the tasks are visible. All of that stuff really helps. for the mental throughput and declutter the brain so you can focus on the creative work Mm, and and not trying to remember what were the four things I was supposed to do. (laughs) Um, And, and. Oh yeah. Zucchini, broccoli. (laughs) Exactly. It's, I'll I'll think of something in the midweek going, Oh, I need this from the home improvement store. Good, write it down and then it'll be there when you know in a trusted system. When you system. need it, yeah.
3: Yeah. It, yeah. It, sure. it's, it's,
0: it's, agnostic, it's it's platform agnostic, could be digital. Could be <laughs> <Nice>. digital <whatever. laughs> yeah. so the philosophy is there, and it's really not that hard to stitch together things that you're probably already doing mm. into a system. So not to not to pontificate on that too much. Uh, but that's that's a good way for me to get things done. I also mm. have um, automated systems. I I try to capitalize on ServiceNow as a system of record, a system of automation as much right. as possible. When we're creating this content, it goes into a table of artifacts, oh, wow. d- digital right. artifacts, and each has a flow, whether it's a blog or a video or a podcast, and and tasks, and we we can mm. see statistics about it. So it's it's very easy for us to say. Here's a process. Let's digitize it, mm, and right? And that, cool. that usually generates content as well. Sure. I, uh, there's there's been a number. If you go back to Live Coding Happy Hour, a number of them where Josh and Dave and I are working on Artifact Manager to, mm, wow. to make a YouTube integration or something of that nature. So it's it's very. It, it, again, occupational hazard is you <laughs> see a process that needs digitizing and you immediately <laughs> want to build an app for it. It's always been a platform. That's and, right. And, yes. and that's why I'm really excited as we're finally getting out, out from under the pre-built apps sure. and people recognizing this is a way for my whole company to do pretty much anything. Visitor registration uh laptop loaning anything that's not in that original set, but you can still leverage the data that's there, all the users and all the groups and exactly,
3: all the, exactly. so
0: many capabilities uh that that you know just your mind goes this is limitless it's pretty mm. much limitless
1: that makes me think of um I was going to ask you the question, you know, what tips and tools you have uh, mm. to use for productivity. It's quite interesting sure. to hear that you are leveraging the power of service He's now. He's eating as his part own dog food, your, as we like to say. Or uh, <laughs> <I was> drinking <laughs> my own champagne.
0: One of my, yeah. uh, one of my not as high tech as you might think is. I, I use, I, I still a write notepad. things down. A notepad. <laughs> Paper. It's a digital notepad. So, you know, oh, you can, okay, fair mm. enough. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it, then, then, it's a then, remarkable tool device. It doesn't, doesn't,
1: doesn't, count, doesn't count. So now. As the viewers as the cannot see what we're talking about, you uh, showed us a digital remarkable, notepad. Yep. Remarkable uh, 2
0: nice. yeah, it, I, I was one of the early adopters. Uh, so it, it's... I love it because there's a certain like extra wiring your brain does when you write something down. Right. And when you use visual cues for yes. this is a task, this is an appointment, this is a reminder. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. It and and I can go back to it and it and when I do my weekly review, just scan back and go, are there any unchecked boxes in here? Mm. Let's go let's go put them into to-doist or something a little more official. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my tool chain is the Remarkable, Evernote, Todoist, and my calendar. A huge chunk mm, of what, calendar, how yeah. I do things is around the calendar. If you don't block off your own time, someone's going to steal it from you. hundred percent. We've known that. <laughs> so I block off time and say, this is what I'm going to. I'm busy.
3: Edit, edit <laughs> I'm point, busy. point for example. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Don't mess with it me. Unless, of course, somebody higher up the food chain, schedule something there. Then
2: <laughs> then, then you change everything, right? Then, and it, then it's <laughs> Okay
0: to renegotiate with yourself and say, you know, it won't won't happen Thursday afternoon, but I got a block of time on Friday afternoon that'll work better. So Mm. you can always move things around. Negotiation,
1: yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. A a side question. It's slightly deviating, but I'm picking up on how you talk about being productive, the techniques you're following, Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that you're using ServiceNow. And then Dan was explaining about how ServiceNow itself has evolved into Mm. not just how the platform was at the beginning, we have a full APAS solution and mm, those buzzwords yeah, yeah. are flying about now and i really thought this would be a question i'd like to ask you it's probably in the list of questions i sent you it's about this whole no code and low code and pro code conventions mm-hmm. and i think since i've seen your uh, your videos where you're actually producing something there is a lot of coding there mm. do you see a big future for this no or low code um i know ServiceNow has got some tools going in that direction like the flow mm. designer that we see how do you see service now do you think that pro code is, is still going to survive is still around for the long haul
0: yes yes and yes uh there's right. th- th- so the low code has two advantages that i can see and this is me talking not service now mm. for new developers mm-hmm. get okay. in with the low code no code stuff Easy onboarding, easy acceleration for non-developers, or what we call mm. citizen developers, as the analysts like mm-hmm. to call them. You, know, you you now have an army of people in the business that can contribute say, look, all I want to do is make a visitor registration app. Like, really, they just want to digitize a spreadsheet. Great, let's sure. make a table. And then we can start talking about, yes. do you need notifications? Do you need to tie it into the badge reader? Do you, what? what do you? How do we want to make this work? And, and we can have those conversations, but it's an accelerator to answering a lot of questions that people have for problems they actually face day to day. And uh, so that's, that's, that's my take on the low-code stuff. Great for getting things done quickly. It's right. not the end-all, be-all solution, and that's where you know a lot of our competitors that are in strictly that low-code space fall down. Eventually, mm. you're going to get to a point where, hey, I can't do one either. So, yeah, Quick and, prototyping
1: yeah. will work as well.
0: Where, that's where you can enlist someone, you know, yes. like me or you that knows how to code, has that computer science background, you can 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 hack together some scripts to do a little more deeper functionality. Take that loaner request app that I mentioned before. Sure. Yes. I can build 95% of that local. I did this as a live demo at knowledge. I built the, 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 uh, uh, you know, is your start date before your end date is the end (laughs) is the start date after right now, you know, all of this kind of stuff without any code. Originally, when I built that app in 2010, it was very scripted. The Mm, notifications, they're all done in app engine studio. Now I don't need to set an event and trigger this and have a scheduled job to do that. Flow mm-hmm. notifications done. The only part that is still I, I reevaluated my original app, and the only part that is still scriptworthy is the conflict checking. Right. I want okay. to check two things. One is this asset available? so what does available mean? It's not checked out, it's not overdue, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not going to be it, it's not requested or reserved for someone in the future when I want it. Okay? Right. so that still needs a little bit of script. It's not that hard. Once you, uh, I drew some boxes on a calendar at one point and went there. Got my (laughs) algorithm. Okay. And while I'm checking it out, is it available? Which one should I show as being available in the window that they want it? Right. June 17th to June 19th. What laptops are available there? Mm -hmm. Right. That still needed a little bit of scripting. Not a lot, but, uh, you know, enough to say, hey, we we need this to make this a truly functional application. Mm -hmm. Think about also, um, we've got the next experience, this new UI mm-hmm, where, yes. you, where you have UI Builder to build these interfaces sure. and workspaces. Someone's mm. got to be building those components. That's 100%. still Node.js code or mm. React or whatever it is. You know, the, the, the code that does that. Deeper deeper integrations need some scripting as well. Mm-hmm. Okay? You send out a REST API. I want to make spokes for those integrations. Mm, So people could just drag and put them into flow designer. Yes. So these are the kind of things that I get excited about as a tech nerd is making integrations, making components, doing that deeper scripting. I don't, Get excited about can you put this checkbox on a form for me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: You can't do that in form build.
1: I, I okay. want to change the label of this question, please. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take at least a day, a day's worth of my work.
0: <laughs> if I do it, I'm gonna be asking you seven more questions, like what is this checkbox for? Do we already have a checkbox that does that? No, we have a draft yeah, exactly. <laughs> a drop-down. And what 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 business process is this fulfilling? If they put it on Who there needs to know this, yeah. I have plausible <laughs> deniability. I want to be creating
1: stuff, you know, like uh, components as well. But uh, as, as a consultant, yeah, we'll still be uh, asking questions. Why you want to do this? Is this something already oh, yeah. available? Yeah, yeah we have we a lot of pushback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. As
0: you should. You know, you should always be. <laughs> no, why do you want to do that? You're just stupid. <laughs> just no, stupid. That's not stupid that's a habit. question.
1: <laughs> I, know. But I think because uh, Dan said this at the beginning that hmm. we consider ourselves consultant developers, you know, we don't sure, just go sure. in and look at yep. stories and blindly put something question rationalize Mm. and all that and talk about questions i just realized one thing dan Mm. we've been asking chuck so many questions that's he hasn't had a chance to grill us. <laughs> oh no, we don't want to go down that road. <laughs> no, no, no. God
2: forbid. No. If he starts start asking a yeah. service now question we we fucked.
3: <laughs> You're oh. a disaster.
2: <laughs> exactly. uh, I have to remind you Chuck um,
1: this uh, podcast whole series is explicit because yes, uh, the
0: F word is quite popular here. It's um, brandished but-
1: <laughs>
2: around. It's brandished.
0: I have. I have. It's still Saturday morning. I'm not likely to swear yet. But get a couple of beers in me. We'll have another discussion.
1: All
3: right,
1: right, there Sounds you go. Sounds like <laughs> a plan. <laughs> right, so Dan, I
2: think I think, think we based on based on your sort of um, notice of around the, the remarkable. So, what are the sort of techers in your in your tool bag, as it Ooh, were? To sort gadget question. Uh, gadget gadgets. What's what's your favorite gadgets? What, what's what's in there right
0: yeah, now? A lot of my favorites are in this studio. Uh, uh-huh. I've got a Behringer X32 rack mixer, so it's a rack-mounted mixer. I drive it from an iPad. So, you know, that's just fun. Uh, I, Ooh, I don't wow. know what your name is or what day you wake up on. It's uh, it's fun to, do. it's a one man shop in here. I had a big mm. digital mixer mm. that, uh, you know, I sat in front of for doing podcasts and videos you know, where I'm ma- physically moving faders and whatnot. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> when I needed more space and rearrange the studio, I said, that's not going to work anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, just, tech like that is a lot of fun the uh, stream deck which is a push button oh i love the stream deck. Um, It's down there stream decks are fun look it up you can get the six, i'm trying to find an six six excuse streamer. to buy one of those <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can use those for almost anything they're very popular with streamers because they go your know, camera a or lighting b or yes. you know throw up this caption you can use them for many many other applications but they'll be photoshop for example or or Audacity, you know, it mm, just, launching you applications. can put any key binding to any button. And I like the fact that you can customize the button graphic itself as well. So it's not just yeah. the red one. Yeah, it's the cool. one that says the little scissors. That's my cut. Icon. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, you, you just
1: showed an iPad. So I'm going to ask this question, Dan. Yeah. Apple, Apple versus Windows versus Android. What's your? Depends on what you're doing. It okay, really, let's say your a, daily
0: driver for a phone. Driver. It would it be an mm. iPhone or would it be an Android device? I have I have a. Um, it was here a second ago. <laughs> I have an Android phone. In fact, I just ordered another <gasps> Android phone yesterday, uh, but I have iPad for a lot of my you know around the house stuff. Right, or watch mm. Netflix or check the calendar for the family or uh, my po- a lot of my podcasts are on the iPad. Oh so wow! So it's it, it really depends on what I want to do and what a, what it's for. Um, I use Linux a lot. I've, oh, my really? my VM in the cloud that hosts my website is Linux. Um, I've got a, I think it's also running a mid server. Oddly that my oh, personal wow. site is running mid <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah it's got his coffee on it. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his coffee machine. <laughs> it's just, it's just, well right. they have it there.
0: <laughs> the the main reason for the the mid server is is a backup. Uh, uh, I, I was I was partly when I was doing my integration series talking about export sets, and I said I need an example, and I also realized I have a risk. Uh, on I wrote a ServiceNow karaoke app that catalogs <laughs> a whole bunch of videos on YouTube, presents a Service Portal interface a lot of fun if anybody's interested let me know i'm a karaoke fanatic for the last 3 yeah, 4 years yeah we've seen the videos of that as well <laughs> yeah. we have seen them
1: they're all online so so one thing that makes me happy is that you're an android phone user uh, yeah. so haha to dan <laughs> cuz an <laughs> I mean i was
0: i was using apple phones for like 8 years it it, it i have nothing oh, against wow. them and then i said well if i'm going to a to speak to both sides of this, you can't be mm. opinionated unless you've had the experience right. of both.
1: Yes, that okay. is very
0: true. There are, there are some strange things about Apple and there are some strange things about Android. I mean, sure, it's true. It's, there are different ways of doing it. Same with Mac OS and Windows and Linux. Mm-hmm. You know, they are just different ways of doing things. And once you understand what those nuances are and you yes. get over that initial learning curve, I don't care which direction you're going, you're going to have a learning curve. Sure. Mm. Like, How do I, you know, stop this program from running? Oh, that's in the task manager. Oh no, you do Mm. on the Mac, it's go to force quit. (laughs) So, you know, there's there's just different ways of doing things and you got to learn what they are. And then you can Mm. form a pros and cons list of your own. I go, which one's better? Now, I know a lot of people don't have that. Time investment to say let's use this laptop for a year and then let's change to another laptop <laughs> for a year just so I can say that you know use what's best for you and it's often driven by the tools. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I have ScreenFlow, which is my primary video editor. It's it's not high end like you know some of the the okay. high end Logic or you know whatever they are, uh, but it does the job for me. Unfortunately, ScreenFlow is only available on Mac, but hey, mm-hmm. that's what I use. Audacity works on mac Everywhere. windows and linux mm-hmm. i mean we use it at church on an old crappy windows 98 machine maybe it's not 98 maybe it's like uh-huh.
3: wow <laughs> it's, old. It's,
0: pre, it's pretty old though <laughs> pretty old. and and i use the same you know i use audacity on my mac at home so i'm i'm a basic tools kind of are there more effective ways to do this yes probably but again yeah. i have run into the learning curve i found as i get older i'm not as I'm not as much on the bleeding edge as I used to be, mm-hmm. right? Unless right. it's like the service now release that I got to do content for, but that's mm-hmm. that's the exception rather than the rule. You know, someone says, "Hey, iOS 15 came out, like great, give, give yeah. it a year." <laughs> <laughs> just wait, just wait, well, a, wait a few it months when they it. it. Yeah. Immediately, there's going to be a 1501 and a 1502 and then a 151. It's like, you know, get me a few iterations down the road. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait for happy. the best
1: iterations where the main scary bugs have been removed. And nonsense, shall we say. <laughs> That's how yeah. it usually is. What, what do we call that? call that? Public QA? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Public QA. <laughs> so, talk about these applications. You just mentioned a few. Mm. Um, as part of your day to day work, uh, you know, you, this could be for your podcast or what you're doing for ServiceNow work. This is going to be quite a subjective question. Essential apps that you mm-hmm. may use on your laptop for
0: your day to day work. Yeah, As as a content generator, a lot of this is going to be content generating tools, mm. but uh, which, which would include, like I mentioned, ScreenFlow and Audacity for a mm. lot of the editing of video and audio. Levelator is another nice one that I use. Uh, I use Evernote. I've been using it since 2010. I've got mm. you know, thousands and thousands of notes in there. I like the integrations. You can mail something. You can use a REST API, et cetera. Mm. You can hook up OAuth to mer- many other applications and go, send this to Evernote. Uh, I, I mentioned <laughs> my, let's see, other apps. Um, I've tried to cut down on a whole bunch of extra ones that, that I don't use. There's, there's obviously all the corporate ones. Tools, tools, tools. How about I just go to the applications folder and <laughs> app? see what you got yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. Which ones are the ones that you think are essential? Uh, Most used. I added, oh, there's, there's SoundBite, which is a remote control app. Uh, I use a different iPad. It's a soundboard. So, you know, you would have a sad trombone during our podcast. I can do a lot of live drop-ins like that, mm-hmm. you know, or or applause or the rim shot. We, we can use that. So, SoundBite. Amphetamine is a good one on the Mac. Keeps your oh, screen yes. unlocked. Uh, what else? The Remarkable app so that I can share things from the desktop to the device. Interesting thing that I found out about this is they have like a, a Chrome extension. So, if I'm looking at a web page, I say, I want to read that mm. later. Uh, actually, any file. I can say print to remarkable, and it mm. generates a PDF and uploads it to the cloud and oh. gets it on the device. So I I take like the USA Today newspaper crossword puzzle. <laughs> and, <laughs> put it there. and it feels good when you're writing letters in there. Wow. It's really kind of fun. It, it's a, a lot of fun doing that. Um, text expander on the Mac is a way to do yes. um, macros, keyboard macros. Mm. use that all yeah. the time. I, I tend to use like the same three macros over and over <laughs> and over. You know, I there's a library of other ones. But the, another a nice place that that kind of thing comes in handy is when you're doing a demo that has code snippets. You can put the code snippets into these macros and they go. Yes. You know. Oh, there you go. There's a whole chunk of code. Yeah. There you go. Active <laughs> code one. Boom. You don't have yeah, to watch yeah. type this and make mistakes. But yes. let me walk you through it now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then obviously Visual Studio Code too. Oh, yes, Do a lot right. of we, we do a lot of our Markdown for lab guides, hands-on lab guides. Uh, the blog articles right now are composed in Markdown, so it's just a handy thing. I have been using uh, Markdown a lot
1: more recently, and I do find it very handy.
0: Without it is don't have to worry
1: about formatting and making things look very nice. Let It It, it has its own
0: nuances and limitations as well, but yeah. for, for basic stuff, it's fine. Yeah.
1: It, it's, it's keep it very simple. I, I have another one here. I don't know if you use Ooh. this on your Mac. Is a uh, Clippy,
0: so like
2: mm. a clip
0: menu. So it's clipboard mm. manager. It's,
1: similar sort
2: of concept of having macros yeah. assigned to keys. That
0: right? No, I have. I've heard of that, but I have not used it. Um, yeah. I've, I've, it seems like every time I think about it, the the thought is gone because I don't need <laughs> you know multiple levels of clipboard mm. all that often. Oh, I find I do. Because
1: when I do yeah, a lot likewise, of coding
0: yeah. and we're revising things,
1: we don't want to lose what we're taking out because we may be testing or something. So having a clipboard right. history is quite mm. handy. And you can load in snippets as well. So if you have little mm. reusable code snippets.
0: There yeah, there's there's the occasional, probably once a month, twice a month, I'll, I'll yeah. you know, copy an image and then not realizing what I have in the <laughs> buffer. I'll go copy <laughs> a text and go, oh, crap. No, I lost my image because I just go, wrote the <laughs> copy-paste <laughs> buffer. But... It's pretty random and rare.
1: Well, I have starting uh, started using a new app uh, called Alfred. It's um, it's a replacement to Spotlight, um, mm. and it's got uh, built in workflows, as they call, where you can load in emojis and, for example, uh, text expansion.
0: That's something that you may want to have a look at. I've heard of that one as well. I think Dave Slusher used to use that. There was another one. Wasn't um... it's a similar one called Quicksilver. Uh, so yes, Quicksilver. Um, what was the other one? Sherlock was the was the famous Sherlock one, was wasn't an it? Old one,
2: yeah, yeah. Sherlock was the famous one, and where they, the Sherlock kind of terminology came from, where people poached, <laughs> you know, we, we, we did this product, but Apple came along, nicked it, and did it in the system anyway. So we don't do it anymore.
3: So <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it's one of those
0: cases where I do the same thing over and over because that's just sort of the way I work. Mm. I don't I don't go to the dock and click Chrome. I I you know hit Command Space and type mm. C H R and Chrome comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, so sure. Visual yeah. Studio Code is Command Space and V, and it's like yeah. You use this yeah thing exactly, yeah, 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 exactly, out. yeah. That's, that's like ninety nine percent of my use case. But I'm sure if somebody were to show me some of the deeper features of that, uh, I would go okay. Now oh, I yeah. get it. It's worth <laughs> yeah. time. So it's i it, it will just, accept that challenge
1: maybe we'll uh, go through some of it some other time yeah, uh, we're fun. getting close to it. Uh, it's been over an hour i think oh yeah uh, we have oh, we yeah. have consumed an hour and a bit
0: so but, we're probably gonna have I think before we let you go yes. have you got any shameless plugs uh, shameless plugs everything about me is at chuck tomasi.com c-h-u-c-k-t-o-m-a-s-i it's it's like the the center of my. That's universe. where I got my information from. That's that's exactly where I've been sort of you know yeah. sp- I mean,
2: spying it's, on you, trawling you, poking oh, you, doing all sorts of things.
0: podcast. That's where you. That's saw where I word. found all your all your
2: sort of uploads for your 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 karaoke and and pretty much yep. all that, that, that yep. good stuff. YouTube, so, yeah.
0: GitHub, Amazon. It's it's all oh, there. It's all there. Yeah, it's all I've just laid up.
1: Uh Just having a look. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Oh, no.
1: I see the bow tie on the website. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the favicon as well. I mean,
2: it's, it's just, it's, it has its own, it has its own life presence, right? That's, that's the thing. But
1: there's a, there's another plug that's worthy because mm. as you are a uh, very well seasoned uh, veteran of podcasting, mm. you have published your uh, books, podcasting for dummies, they're on the site, but it also, yeah. you're right. Uh, ah, I, was,
0: I was brought on board on the second edition of Podcasting for Dummies in 2000, late 2007. The first, the second edition came out in 2008. Third edition was 2017. And the, the latest edition, the fourth edition, if you are interested in podcasting or learning more about podcasting or live streaming, that was the big change mm. in the fourth edition in 2020 is we included mm. uh, a chapter to get you into live streaming do some basics there. So T Morris and I have been doing that for a while. Wonderful guy. We've also got a companion podcast oh, to wow. the book because there's things like, this is the sound of a high LPR 40, or this is what reverb. <laughs> so, this is too much background music. This is, mm-hmm. you can't put that in a book. You have to nah, hear it. Yes, so we sure. have, we, in the fourth edition, we went through and kind of did a director's cut of all the things wow. that we wanted to say that weren't in the book. Uh, just sort of an editorial. Let's talk about mm-hmm. making money. And, and you know, it, it will, we, T and I will spend an hour or so. Uh, we made a video of it, we've made a podcast of it. So mm-hmm. we've got this companion content that goes with the book as well. Amazing.
1: Well, uh, Chuck, it's been an absolute blast. And I it think Dan's. Absolute pleasure. Let's do it again.
3: Yeah, we should do it oh, again. Shall well, we make Chuck man.
2: an honorary. Radio Bro, uh, I don't
3: know.
2: Let's send us $500. Exactly. Patreon.com. Radio Bro. Exactly. Patreon.com. Uh, one mean, one it, day, one day.
1: It has been an absolute honor with being on our podcast. It's been an absolute blast as well. And uh, we will co- constantly have more questions for you, and it'll be yeah, great and to and We can do,
2: we can do a then. segment that's just about Chuck's bits. Uh, Australia.
3: Australia.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This segment is Chuck's
3: Bits.
0: (laughs) Like a long time in Australia, I watched a lot of commercials and they had this (laughs) one body spray that says for pits and bits. And I went...
3: <laughs> Back, sex and cracks, yeah. Yeah?
2: <laughs> yeah, we we don't we don't do that. No, no, no we're, we're, we're not we're Australian. <laughs> we're, we're, we're British, and
1: we have a demeanour. You know. Thank you very much, Chuck. <laughs> I think we won't take any more of your time. <laughs> You're You're mine. And you are an honorary radio bro. Thank you very much. You take care now.
0: <laughs> Cheers.